0: Welcome to Redemption Unscripted. On this podcast, you will hear unscripted conversation to help you know Jesus, grow in your relationship with him, and go advance his kingdom. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Redemption Unscripted. I'm your host, Austin, one of the pastors here at Redemption with me on the mic today, as most of the time is uh, our guest here, our lead pastor, Rick McKee. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good, brother. I'm always glad to be doing this with you, but I am even more excited for the other person on the third microphone, the one, the only,
0: the beautiful Shana McKee.
2: Hello. It's good to be here.
0: Shannon, for anyone that doesn't know, you're you're our women's ministry director. Uh, so we always appreciate having you on the mic. Uh, you offer a ton not only to our ministry but also to this podcast. Uh, and you're married to our lead pastor, so that's a job in itself, right there. That
2: isn't it? is so, truly a yeah. job in and of itself, but a
0: blessed job, is I think what you wanted to say there, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. Right.
0: Now, so we're going to talk about marriage on the podcast, but before we get there, first, how long have you guys been married? Thirty years. Okay. So here's the question. Twenty
1: good years. (laughs) Thirty total thirty awesome
0: years. So so let's if you guys can for a moment think back even before the thirty years of marriage. So when Mm -hmm. you guys started met each other, started hanging out, like go back, what was your first date? And what was what did you guys do for your first date?
2: Our first date was we were we started dating in a pretty unique setting, probably mm-hmm. compared to most situations. We were on a summer missions project with Campus Crusade for Christ.
1: Now crew. Um.
2: Now crew. Yeah, out on the coast of Ocean City, New Jersey.
1: So we were college students at the time.
2: Yep, uh, it was the summer between our sophomore and junior years, and there are about ninety students on the project, and we just met in passing over time. And Rick asked me to this thing in July that was kind of a big deal at the top of the mark. Well, Um, if you remember though,
1: at first I just asked you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I just asked you out and she said yes. And so we were going to go out, I think it was like a Friday night. Yes. But it turns out, and we didn't know this, that the project director, that was like around their anniversary or whatever. And so every year he would take his wife down to this super fancy restaurant down in Cape May called the Top of the Mark.
2: Right. Oh, okay. For dancing and dinner and the whole nine yards. And so he had asked me out and yet the other girls heard that we were going to go on a date. And, you know, when you're in a microcosm like that, they're all <laughs> like, oh, are you guys going to go to Top of the Mark? And I was like, I don't know if that's what we're doing. It's so because our first date just got super expensive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you felt bad. Yeah. And she tried
1: to <laughs> let me off the hook. Will we change the, yeah. the date or we do something on our own? I'm like, now nah, let's do this.
2: Yeah. So our first date was kind of a big deal, actually. Nice. You um, were,
1: I took you out because you had to buy a dress?
2: Yeah, I had to go get a dress because wow. we were on a summer project, so I didn't take anything nicer with right. me out there. So So our first date was super fancy. Yeah. 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 He wooed me, swept me off my feet, he even mm. learned how to um, how to ballroom dance a little bit for that. Yes, bit. indeed. Wow. Swing dancing. Yeah, we practiced in the alley behind the project house. Yep. So, That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. it was a fun date.
0: Wow, that's cool. Well and and you guys have been married thirty years, as you said, so that's that's a that's a long time. So that's almost as long as I've been alive. <laughs> so just really throwing that out there. Uh and yeah, and, and I've known you guys for ten years, so I know uh, I think from outside looking in, I mean, uh, you don't have a perfect marriage like anyone, but I think you guys have a a healthy marriage that I know I've learned from. So, uh, part of this podcast is we just wanted you guys to be able to share that with our listeners of just some of the things you guys have learned kind of in your years of marriage and, and really answer the question, how do you build a healthy marriage? So building, Mm -hmm. it's going to take time. It's going to take work. So how do you build it? So let me just kind of start there and then we'll get into specifics, but, but I say how to build a healthy marriage kind of, what do you, what do you respond with first?
1: Well, yeah, and you told me, Austin, this will release in February, right? Sure. Yep. Which yeah. is Valentine's Day. And so that's kind of, I yeah. think, some of what was on your mind, that that's going on, and therefore love is in the air. And so have them keys on and talk about marriage. So uh, Shane and I were spitballing some ideas, and one of the th- first things that came to mind is expect hard.
2: Yeah. Marriage is hard. I think I think we all... Uh, in the dating phase are thinking of the fairy tale and all the, you know, you're devoting so much time to getting to know each other and um, and you're you're not always seeing the harder side of things because you're not doing the daily grind together, you know? And so um, when you've got two sinful people living in one house in a fallen world, life, life is hard. Marriage is hard. There's mm-hmm. no... Um, easy way around that, no matter how good it is.
1: And Gary Thomas has that book that we've read together called Sacred Marriage, and he poses some great lines in there, like, what if marriage is for your sanctification, not your satisfaction? And we go into marriage assuming, I'm getting married because this will be awesome and it's going to satisfy me and meet all my needs. And what if God actually has in mind some hardship in that to sanctify you and train you up? And we found that to be true. Uh, our marriage has been a huge tool in both of our lives, right, Chan, that, that God mm-hmm. has used to train us up over the years. Now, it's been a huge blessing. We've got a great marriage, and, and that's by the grace of God. And I'm awesome. Thank you for your affirmation in that. I'm glad it's blessed you and Crystal. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is a great marriage, but it has not been perfect, and it has been a hard thing at times.
2: Yeah. And I think just knowing that, makes a difference because then you're not so disappointed if it's not perfect all the time. You know that, no, this is, this is hard. Um, no matter how great of a guy he is, it's hard to always love him well. And so, um, yeah. Well, and by your saying that, Shane,
1: what that brings up is expectations. And for some of these thoughts, uh, Shane and I came up with some questions for people to hold on to. And so the question here is, what did I expect? What did I expect? And and did you expect a fairy tale, perfect marriage? Well, that that was kind of silly. And if you go into it expecting this will be hard at times, you're probably in a better standing. So the question there is, what did I expect? For sure.
0: Yeah. And so with that in mind, I mean, I think anyone married listening to this podcast, even people that aren't married and they're hoping to one day, I mean, all of them would probably say like, yeah, I want to build a healthy marriage. Like I don't think anyone goes into it like, I just want my marriage to suck and just <laughs> yeah, no one wants that. Sure. So so I think all of us have the desire, but the question is then what do we do? What are some of the practical, you know, things to remember, things to do? Like kind of what are some of those, you know, the toolbox I guess you would give to a married couple and say, This is some things to do to build a healthy marriage? And we'll just kind of go through those.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, mid. Well, I mean, Rick and I did do some brainstorming ahead of time to kind of think this through a little bit. And one of the things that came to mind that's been a kind of a theme consistently over the thirty years is the idea of maintaining team. That we we are the McKees rise and fall together, and so we we win together, we lose together. And so if we start attacking each other, the team loses. And so maintaining that kind of a vision has helped.
1: And that started early on in our marriage. So we are blessed with two great kids, uh, but we've been married, excuse me, we've been married five times. That's not true. Oh, we've been married (laughs) once, but we've been pregnant five times and two kids. So it's easy math. So we were having some miscarriages early on, and those were hard times. And those can be times that, kind of tear us apart or bond us together. And we just determined early on that we would maintain team. So when hard things come, we will grow closer together and get stronger together.
2: Mm -hmm. And it has been, it has been something we've had to fight for that, that maintaining team because life is hard and we chose, um, to go into the ministry And it's full of joy, but it's also, because it's so relational, it's also full of a lot of pain at times. And so there have been, in addition to the miscarriages, hard things over the years that we've wrestled through. And uh, sticking together in that has made a huge difference. Well, and to be
1: honest, uh, sometimes the hard things come from within the marriage, not just outside. And so the conflicts and the fights, and you know, we're in a sermon series right now while we're recording called Conflict, and yesterday I talked about how to confront. And so sometimes those things come from within, and even in the midst of fights between, we've got to, we have to strive for team. And so the question we thought of on this one, Shan? What's my goal? What's my goal? So in my marriage, is my goal to win alone or to win as a couple? Will we win together and lose? together? what's my goal? And so in your marriage, ask yourself that. What's my goal? Yeah. Now, we thought of a a second thing uh, is just be humble. Be humble. Uh, Man, we are such flawed people. And most of us get married younger, not everyone, but then you're not only flawed, but you're immature. Uh, and there's a lot to work out. And so to be more concerned with my junk than my spouse's junk and uh, to be really co- uh, committed to growing in, in myself and my walk with the Lord and my understanding of life and marriage and relationships, all that. So I, I, we've got to maintain humility. If you want to have a good marriage, you will have to have humility. If you do not have humility, you won't have a great marriage.
2: Yeah, there's just no way to... No one is always right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to ha- to go in with a posture assuming that I have things to learn, there are things here I probably missed or I misunderstood or um, I woke up cranky today or whatever the issue is.
1: Hypothetically speaking. Honey. Not that I would no. ever wake hypothetically up hypothetically
2: speaking. Um, but... Yeah, and so to assume that, yeah, I, I'm, I need to go in humble. And so the question we thought of on this one was, what if, of this was my fault or my problem? Um, so I'm less concerned with, okay, what did, what did Rick do in this moment, but what, what was my fault? Oh, Because if we're
1: honest, the streaming question in my mind is, what is Shannon's fault? And I got to push past that in humility and say, well, no, no, the real screaming question in my mind needs to be, what's Rick's fault? Right. Absolutely. Well, the next one we thought about was never stop growing. So we are blessed with a, a wonderful marriage, but it has been a 30-year process. And we have had to grow, intentionally choose to grow as individuals and as a couple all along. And so we say time to time that the goal is progress, not perfection. So as you mentioned earlier on, Austin, that we don't have a perfect marriage. That's true, and that's okay, because we're this side of glory. Nothing's perfect. So we're not looking for perfection, but we are looking for progress. So never stop growing.
2: And that's a real intentional process for everybody. And, you know, I, I interact with a lot of different adults at times and think, wow, this person still acts like a, a 20 year old and you and it's shocking but well,
1: a 20 year old technically is an adult but right, you're, talking, right. you're interacting with a 40 something and going what the
2: yeah yeah and so we have to be intentional because we won't just grow mm-hmm. that that's not that just doesn't happen and so we have to intentionally say okay I'm I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep looking for ways to grow as a person and then also as a spouse that that's not just going to be going to happen.
1: Yeah. It amazes us at times the immaturity that we find in retired people.
2: But mm-hmm.
1: like just so age doesn't equal maturity. And mm-hmm. so the default position is no growth. And if you're going to get off that default, it will have to be intentional. Yeah. So the question we thought of, how can I grow? How can I grow? So, so far, we've got what did I expect, what's my goal, what's my fault, and now, how can I grow?
2: Right. And in that process of growing together, another thing that we talked about was the idea of allowing for differences, Mm -hmm. that not everything is a growth issue. Sometimes it is that we're just different, and we need to learn each other. And so it's not necessarily that there's something lacking in Rick or in Shannon, but they're, uh, but that we're actually just approached this really differently.
1: Are you saying that you and I are different? Uh,
2: very. Very? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so w- what is one way that you would say we're different?
2: Um, you like noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud. You are loud. And so there's there's loud when he comes home. Everybody the whole knows atmosphere it. of the house changes, and it's often joyful, fun, but it's just a total different.
1: And whereas you like peace and quiet, Very so a, a quiet house, some real gentle piano music in the background, like that, and a cup of tea, and it's all that is your wheelhouse. And then I come home, right? And now neither of these is sin right? They're difference. And so to learn our differences and even appreciate our differences, right? So the question we came up with is,
2: what can I learn about my spouse?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and with that, I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways to learn each other. I mean, there's tons of tools out there, but I know one tool, Shannon, that, that you have a lot of uh, experience with. Uh, we actually had you on the podcast. I looked, it was back in 2020. So it was a while back. Oh, oh. Uh, we did a podcast on the Enneagram. So you mm-hmm. do a lot of work with that. But uh, and we'll link back to that. But when it comes to marriage, how has the Enneagram helped you guys learn your differences and how to have a healthy marriage?
1: Yeah. And so for those who don't listen to that podcast, Shannon is a certified Enneagram coach, uh, as well as you are uh, working on your final cert- certification as a life coach. Mm-hmm. And then past that, you're just certifiable.
2: Yes. Certifiable. That last awesome. One was, uh, right? Yes.
1: That's exactly what I meant, my lover. Right,
2: right. Yeah. So... You know, one of my passions with the whole life coaching thing is just the idea of self-knowledge and self-awareness. That it, it's important for us as our, it to grow well. And so, um, and so, one of the things that um, the one of the w- ways I like to explain, whether I'm talking about the Enneagram or some other personality tool, is the idea that we all look at life through different lenses. And so. Um, you know, if I have green lenses on, I view the world with a hint of green. Um, well, if Rick's lens is is blue, then and he's looking at the world differently. So there are things that, as far as our marriage goes, where there have been times where, you know, he he might come to a problem and look at it through one lens and truly can't imagine that you would look at it any other way. And so as I've learned some of his personality... It's really helped me to be compassionate for his and, and to try to be sensitive to that. And so he likes order. And so I can, I can do things, small things that bless that um, um, because it's important to him and it's part of his personality. I just shared
1: with the whole congregation yesterday, you have the spiritual gift
2: of piling, covering, <laughs> horizontal surfaces. Exactly.
1: But but in that, so learning the differences, but it also then is to serve and sacrifice. So uh, to learn that my wife does like peace and quiet, then I've got to, even though I want to be loud and I'm coming in hot, that's the way I, but, ooh, wait, take it down a notch. I'm a student of my wife. I know what she's like. I love her. I care for her. So, how can I serve her and bless her in this? Because she's different than me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so, we don't use our personality differences as clubs to beat each other over the head and excuse behavior like, oh, well, I'm just this way. But we use it to actually try to serve each other. And so, if I'm more aware that. Rick doesn't love my piles and my covering all the surfaces. Then I can, I can take the extra effort to pick up the, my stuff after I'm done coloring or whatever I like to do.
1: And so. I think it's fair to say, like our house is rather neat and tidy. You've really, so I don't want to give the impression that our house is a mess. That's just not true.
2: You've I okay. I can attest to that. Right. right. Thank you. So.
1: All yeah. right. Well, I know we should probably move on because as an Enneagram coach and a life coach, you'll deep dive there. You yeah. love that area. I'll that's spend such the rest a passion of, the time of yours. I love it. Uh, so another thing that we thought about as far as what makes a healthy marriage, that's the question on the table. And we said, talk about it. Mm-hmm. like we have to learn communication skills and they aren't natural and a lot of them weren't modeled to us well in our families of origin and so we need to learn communication skills to sometimes that's through counseling you might need some good counseling but and our our ladies tend to be better interpersonal communicators naturally than our men. That's a broad stroke. There's exceptions, but for the most part. And so our guys have to commit to that and learn skills of communicating. You got to talk it out. If you think you're going to build a healthy marriage without a whole lot of communication, you're a fool. It just Mm. won't happen.
2: Yeah. And it's not even only talking about conflict, but it's just it's talking, it's sharing life together. It's communicating mm-hmm. about what what was meaningful about your day. What was like that practice of communication is critical. And sometimes you approach communication very differently, and have to have to talk about talking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you have to talk about the fact that you might deal with things very differently. Um, I'm a, Rick mentioned the other day that I'm a slower processor than he is, and so we've had to adjust our communication practices to honor both the fact that he comes to conclusions quickly and I tend to take a little bit longer. And so, um, yeah, communication is, is critical. And outside help sometimes really is necessary.
1: 100%. And you start to see some of these bleed all over each other and they flow together a lot because even in that, so that's one way I've learned you. I've learned a difference about you and I, I value it. But then there's also humility because just because I process quicker doesn't mean I'm right. And so I've had to lay that aside and therefore we've learned to communicate better. So these start to bleed all over each other. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, the whole talk
2: about it thing, then the question here is what? Will I invest in my marriage? Will I make that investment to spend the money on counseling or to listen to a podcast about listening or, you know, whatever? Will I invest here? Because
1: if you think, will I invest in my house? That's usually a financial thing. What fix up project? Will I invest in my marriage is often going to be communication.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: What's the next one, baby?
2: The next thing we thought about is. Bring the Lord into it, mm. uh, which you might expect on a Christian podcast. But um, interestingly, we can we can bring the Lord into it sometimes and weaponize Him and yeah. make you know make us the either one of us sound like more spiritual. The Lord's leading me to do this, or I think we should do this because the Lord reveal. And we really need to just have the Lord be a part of every fabric of it, not when it's just convenient to prove my case or whatever.
1: Or not just in the hard moments. So when we were having miscarriages or when raising kids was hard, and uh, there have been phases where ministry was hard, and that's when we bring the Lord into it. Well, yeah, absolutely. But also all along the way Mm -hmm. that we are building a marriage uh, as we grow closer to the Lord individually, we grow closer to the Lord together, uh, and we're building a marriage there. And the way I've thought about that sometimes is that's like a storm shelter. And one of the problems people have is they wait till the hurricane hits shore and then they try to build the storm shelter. And at that point it's too late. And what you need to do is build that storm shelter when things are good. Then when the hurricane hits, you're going to be fine. And that's true of our marriages to build this healthy spirituality together with the Lord. Then when the hard storms of life hit, you're going to be okay. But a lot of people ignore Jesus in the marriage until something really, really bad happens. And then they try to build this spiritual storm shelter. And it's it's really difficult.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think one thing, just a little side note that I would... Mention here is there is no one size fits all for what this means in a marriage. Right on. Some couples do devotions together. Some couples um, pray regularly together. Some couples, um, like I remember early in our marriage, us memorizing scripture together, going through like a routine, and and those are verses that we mm-hmm. quizzed each other on and shared, and and um, or, and then we had kids. Yeah, and that changed, but. <laughs>
1: Because yeah. let's be honest, and this is your point, that like it's different for different people, right? Yeah. So tell them about our rich marriage devotional life.
2: We never, that was never worked for us. We have
1: never succeeded at um, devotion. Now we each have our own devotional life with the Lord, but we've never had shared devotions. People like
0: gasping like, Some people are really shocked right now. They're exactly. They're like, what? Right, that's right. right.
1: That's your point though, that it looks different for different people and that's okay. Right. But we have a spiritually rich marriage.
2: Yes. We, the Lord is very much the center of our marriage. We have a shared vision and goal to serve him and love him and walk with him. Um, and we talk about him and we sometimes we have worship music on in the background while I'm in the kitchen and he's coming through doing whatever he's working being on loud. and yeah, being loud. And so the Lord's very much a part of our marriage. but I just want to give freedom to people to say, you got to talk about what that looks like as a couple for you, not just do exactly what. Pastor Rick does,
1: and the question we thought of is, where is Jesus in this? And so, note it. Where is our devotional in this? Nope, that's not the question. Where is Jesus? And Jesus should be right in the center of your marriage. And when storms hit, Jesus should be right there. So, where is Jesus in this?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I think is you know I can imagine someone listening to you guys the last couple of minutes, and and you guys gave a lot of good stuff, a lot of good wisdom, a lot of good advice. But I could see someone saying like, man. Marriage sounds like a lot of work. That sounds hard. That sounds exhausting. Is it is there any fun involved? Like is you know, is it all just hard work? So what'd you guys say? Like, yeah, it's hard, but but is there fun in marriage? And if so, where?
1: There hasn't been for me.
0: <laughs> Thirty years still looking.
1: <laughs> you're the worst. I okay, just so you know, that right there, you're the worst. I think I get that daily. Yeah, probably. And sometimes it's the worst human. I'm the worst human on the planet. So yeah, right. uh, So as you can see, we laugh a lot together. Uh, I mean, yeah, Austin, you're right. So far, we have hit on the fact that marriage is hard. Because you're asking, how do you build a healthy marriage? Well, that assumes unhealthy is an option. And in a fallen world, unhealthy is the default. And so we have to focus on how do you build a healthy marriage when marriage is oftentimes going to be difficult and hard. And yet... Shansky, do we
2: have fun? We do. We have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot in our home. Uh, we have similar kinds of humor, so we appreciate the same kind of irony in life. And so um, we do. We laugh a lot and we have a lot of fun. So. And uh, it. I think you have to
1: intentionally work on that, like uh, finding ways that you still play together, so that you don't just uh, retreat into your own uh, areas where you are just alone. Um, it, it, so, so okay, I'm distracted enough. Now we have to mention that your freaking cute kids just almost invaded the podcast. We we could edit them out. It's fine. (laughs) But but they are are gorgeous kids. Anyway. um, All right. So, but, Shan, we've had to choose over the years. Like, our interests tend to be different. And so we have to find what are ways that we like having fun together and choose those. And we do laugh a lot. And we do have a lot of fun. And... I have been banned from using certain words in this podcast by my wife, but sex should be a part of your marriage. And so that is important to say, like uh, sex, I don't think is a thermostat, but a thermometer. So thermostat is the dial on the wall, what dial? I just made myself really old, but anyway, where you can turn that thing and it turns the heat up. Sex can't heat up your marriage. But uh, it can be a thermometer. It can measure the temperature. And so a healthy marriage leads to a good sex life. A good sex life will not lead to a healthy marriage. But by doing all the other things and building this wonderful marriage, then that will lead to a healthy sex life. And so that is part of the fun and the laughter and the wild monkey words I'm not allowed to say.
2: He's a bad human. How you doing, Austin? <laughs> Did I just throw you off, yeah. brother? It's fine. So back to having fun. Yes. So um, we we do have to be intentional at times to make to have fun together and mm-hmm. to do fun things. Um, what are what would you say are some things that we've kind of found that are besides sex. right, you, and, yeah. and
1: it's going to be different for every couple. I mean, I know a lot of couples are loving pickleball and all that's just not our stuff. Like you, you don't like athletics as much. Correct. And, yeah. uh, but, so whether it's movies or shows or walks, we love going on walks. We love coffee shops. We're both readers. Uh, we found things that are common ground. Now, we both uh, have our own things that we do that mm-hmm. I, I'm just never going to love coloring with you. So we don't color together. That's just not going to be a thing. Right. Uh, I, I make my own beer and you have you don't even like beer. So that's just never going to be a shared thing.
2: Right. But
1: then we had to find things that we do enjoy together.
2: Yeah. And I've had to tell couples that it's, I've had women ask me, like, is it okay that I have my own hobbies? Well, yeah, that's totally fine. Just make sure you also have things that overlap and that you enjoy doing together. And again, there's much freedom as far as what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Every couple is different. And so they're going to like different things. So there is no super spiritual way to have fun together. You just got to figure out what works for you.
1: So the question we said there is how can we make it fun? How can we make it fun? And if your marriage isn't, Then you're going to need to spend some energy uh, thinking, how can we have fun together? Make it fun. Don't let it just be the grind and all the work and the hardship. Let there be some islands, if nothing else, islands, but islands of fun in your marriage where you remember why we got married in the first place. You didn't get married just to do a bunch of work. You got married for a reason because you like each other and you want to have fun together. So how can we make it fun?
2: hmm. I don't we've always said we don't want to end up being just roommates, you know, like yep. that's that's the thing that you can just settle into like we just live in the same house or you can be intentional to enjoy well, time together. You
1: know, and I, Austin, one of the there's two common points where a lot of people get divorced. Uh, it's at seven years in and then around 25 to 30 years in the seven years in is uh, when kids come along. And so, so far marriage, it was like dating, but we get to live together and have a lot of sex and go out and have fun. And this is great. And then kids come along and the game changes and all of a sudden it's not just fun. It's a lot of stress and it's a lot of work and bodies are changing and all that. And so a lot of people get divorced at seven years in, but the other common time is about 25 to 30 years. And that's the phase we're in. And it's when they hit empty nesting. So what happens is uh, couples whose marriage is under strain stay together, quote unquote, for the kids, for the kids. We stay together for the kids. And you get to 25, 30 years in, you hit empty nesting. The kids leave the house. You look at each other and go, I, I don't even like you. I don't love you. And people, so because you think 25, you've got to figure it out who gets divorced then? A lot of people, because they just did it for the kids and they weren't having fun. They weren't investing in each other. And so you've got to be real intentional all throughout child rearing that the primary relationship in the home is the marriage. Keep investing in it so that when the kids move out, boy, you're back to fun time. And that's what we're hitting
2: right now, right, baby? Yeah, we are. It's Mm -hmm. really fun. We're enjoying the kids uh, in a different way. And then... We're kind of rediscovering different things that we enjoy about being home alone together, you know we haven't had that for yep. twenty years, and so yeah,
0: yeah, and i'm my wife and I are on the on the other end of that, so we're we are very far from being in that spot. We are in that first season you're How talking long you've about been married, a, brother ten years ten years so
1: yep. fantastic, yeah.
0: Well thank you guys for yeah being on the podcast and obviously I hope if someone's listening if you're married or Maybe we'll get married one day in the future. Hopefully this is a resource that helps you uh, just get some practical tools on how to build a healthy marriage. And thank you guys for sharing some wisdom and insight. Uh, And if you are listening, you want some more resources. In addition to this, we'll link to our marriage resource page. Uh, We have some other podcasts, books, videos, all that good stuff on our website. Uh, And we just hope that all this helps you continue building a healthy marriage. So I hope you join us next month when we're back on another episode of Redemption Unscripted. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. To catch the latest episode, be sure to subscribe and follow us. For more resources like this, visit our website at www.redemptionchapel.com. We hope you join us next time on Redemption Unscripted.